Chapter Two of the Old Maids Club by Israel Zangwill. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Two, The Honorary Trier. Lord Silverdale was the first visitor to the Old Maids Club. He found the fair president throned alone among the epigrammatic antimacassars. Lily received him with dignity and informed him that he stood on holy ground the young man was shocked to hear of the change in her condition he himself had lately spent his time in plucking up courage to ask her to change it and now he had been forestalled but you must come in and see us often said lily it occurs to me that the bylaws admit you how many will you be murmured silverdale heartbroken i don't know yet i am waiting for the thing to get about i have been in communication with the first candidate and expect her any moment she is a celebrated actress and who elects her i of course said lily with an imperial flash of her passionate brown eyes she was a brunette and her face sometimes looked like a handsome thundercloud i am the president and the committee and the oldest old maid isn't one of the rules that candidates shall not believe in women's rights none of the members will have any voice whatever well if your actress is a comic opera star she won't have any voice whatever lord silverdale said lily sharply i hate puns they spoiled the bachelors club his lordship who was the greatest punster of the peers and the peer of the greatest punsters muttered savagely that he would like to spoil the old maids club lily punned herself sometimes but he dared not tell her of it and what will be the subscription he said aloud there will be none i supply the premises ah that will never do half the pleasure of belonging to a club is the feeling that you have not paid your subscription and how about grub grub we are not men we do not fulfil missions by eating unjust creature men sometimes fulfil missions by being eaten well papa will supply buns lemonade and ices turple the magnificent will always be within call to hand around the things may i send you in a hundred weight of chocolate creams certainly why should weddings have a monopoly of presents this is not the only way in which you can be of service to me if you will only discover it for me my dear miss dulcimer where there's a way there's a will well i should like you to act as trier eh i beg your pardon don't apologize to try the candidates who wish to be old maids try them no no i'm afraid i should be prejudiced against bringing them in innocent don't be silly you know what i mean i could not tell so well as you whether they possessed the true apostolic spirit you are a man your instinct would be truer than mine whenever a new candidate applies i want you to come up and see her really miss dulcimer i-i can't tell by looking at her no but you can by her looking at you you exaggerate my insight not at all it is most important that something of the kind should be done by the rules all the old maids must be young and beautiful and it requires a high degree of will and intelligence to be both for such to give themselves body and soul to the cause 
every old maid is double-faced till she has been proved single-hearted and must i talk to them in plain english it's the only language i speak plainly wait till i finish boy in plain english you must flirt with them flirt said silverdale aghast what with young and beautiful girls i know it is hard lord silverdale but will you do it for my sake they were sitting on an ottoman and the lovely face which looked pleadingly up into his was very near the young man got up and walked up and down hang it he murmured disconsolately can't you try them on turple the magnificent or why not get a music master or a professor of painting music masters touch the wrong chord and professors of painting are mostly old masters you are young and polished and can flirt with tact and taste thank you said the poor young peer making a wry face and therefore i'm to be a flirtation machine an electric battery if you like i don't desire to mince my words there's no gain in not calling a spade a spade and less in people calling a battery a rake is that a joke i thought you clubmen enjoyed being called rakes that is all most of us do enjoy take it from me that the last thing a rake does is to sow wild oats i know enough of agriculture not to be indebted to you for the information but i certainly thought you were a rake said the little girl looking up at him with limpid brown eyes you flatter me he said with a mock bow you are young enough to know better but you have seen society and theatres in a dozen capitals i have been behind the scenes of both he answered simply that is the thing to keep a man steady i thought it turned a man's head she said musingly it does only one begins manhood with his head screwed the wrong way on homeopathy is the sole curative principle in morals excuse this sudden discharge of copy-book mottoes i sometimes go off that way but you mustn't take me for a maxim gun i am not such a bore i hope lily flew off at a feminine tangent all of which only proves the wisdom of my choice in selecting you what to pepper them with pellets of platitude he said dropping despairingly into an armchair no with eye-shot take care what's the matter you're sitting on an epigram the young man started up as if stung and removed the antimacassar without however seeing the point i hope you don't mind my inquiring whether you have any morals said lily i have as many as aesop the strictest investigation courted references given and exchanged said the peer lightly do be serious you know i have an insatiable curiosity to know everything about everything to feel all sensations think all thoughts that is the note of my being the brown eyes had an eager wistful look oh yes a note of interrogation oh that i were a man what do men think what do you think men are human beings first and masculine afterwards and i think everybody is like a suburban assembly hall to-day a temperance lecture to-morrow a dance next day an oratorio then a farcical comedy and on sunday a religious service but about this appointment 
well let us settle it one way or another lily said here is my proposal i have an alternative proposal he said desperately i cannot listen to any other will you or will you not become honorary trier of the old maids club i'll try he said at last yes or no shall you be present at the trials certainly but i shall cultivate myopia it's a short-sighted policy miss dulcimer still sustained by your presence i feel i should flirt with the most beautiful and charming girl in the world i could do it even unsustained by the presence of the other girl oh no you mustn't flirt with me i am the only old maid with whom flirtation is absolutely taboo then i consent said silverdale with apparent irrelevance and seating himself on the piano stool after carefully removing an epigram from the top of the instrument he picked out the last rose of summer with a facile forefinger don't said lily stick to your lute thus admonished the nobleman took down lily's banjo which was hanging on the wall and struck a few passionate chords do you know he said i always look on the banjo as the american among musical instruments it is the guitar with a twang wasn't it invented in the states anyhow it is the most appropriate instrument to which to sing you my fin de siècle love song oh for heaven's sake don't use that poor overworked phrase why not it has only a few years to live list to my sonnet so saying he strummed the strings and sang in an aristocratic baritone add cloen a valedictory oh chloe you are very very dear and far above your rivals in the town who all in vain essay to beat you down embittered by your haughtiness austere too high you are for lowly me i fear you would not stoop to pick up e'en a crown nor see the slightest lowering of a gown though in men's eyes far fairer to appear with this my message kindly current go at half-penny per word it should be less to chloe telegraphical address thus written to economize two pence of messrs robinson de vere and co costumers ninety ludgate hill e c lily laughed my actress's name is something like chloe it is clorinda clorinda bell she tells me she is very celebrated oh yes i've heard of her he said there is a sneer in your tones have you heard anything to her disadvantage only that she is virtuous and in society the very woman for an old maid she is beautiful too is she i thought she was one of those actresses who reserve their beauty for the stage oh no she always wears it here is her photograph isn't that a lovely face it is a lovely photograph does she hope to achieve recognition by it i wonder skeptic i doubt all charms but yours well you shall see her all right but mention her name clearly when you introduce me women are such changing creatures to-day pretty to-morrow plain yesterday ugly i have to be reintroduced to most of my female acquaintances three times a week may i wait to see clorinda no not to-day she is to undergo the preliminary exam perhaps she may not even matriculate 
where you come in is at the graduation stage i see to pass them as bachelors i mean old maids i say how will you get them to wear stuff gowns the bell rang loudly that may be she good-bye lord silverdale remember you are honorary trier of the old maids club and don't forget those chocolate creams End of chapter 2